Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Everybody and welcome to the Kachat. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, "Hey, what's up with cars?" I'm Lucas Southworth, and I'm John Bishop. And this week we will be diving into possibly the most important question we have ever covered. What is it? Who would win in a fight? Us? You probably. Yes. Almost certainly you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant against the opponent we were discussing, but I, I, I probably would win. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell myself lies. I've never been in a fight in my life. Anyway, that's not that was a joke. John not John beating me in a fight. John probably beat me in a fight. But what we're actually talking about is who would win a fight, man or car. The results may surprise you if you I don't know, decide the other way that we decide. All right. So let's let's get started with the most important question in the entire uh discussion we are going to be having and Mm -hmm. that is are we counting their very clear godlike powers i think if we do it on like a macro scale like all of cars versus all of humans which i kind of want to do we should count it in but if it's just like a random car versus a random human then i don't think so because like you know we only have real evidence of mater having those you know Mm mm-hmm well, Mater and, of course, Lightning McQueen. Yes, the, I apologize. The God of Thunder. Yes. Only once, but, you know, I don't know, man. They shouldn't have done that if they didn't want us to know that Lightning had godlike abilities. Mm-hmm. Once is enough. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's dive in. We're going to probably discount the godlike powers of specifically Mater, because yes. if we don't, uh, he can just have already won bit by using time travel or other reality warping abilities, such as turning all people into cars or dogs, or both. Sometimes both. Mm-hmm. So, what is a fight? I assume this is something you've Googled like you do and will uh, give me a de- dictionary definition, and if it hasn't, I'm giving you time to do it right now to complete the sort of joke trajectory we're on now. But I'm going to say that... A fight is most often a physical confrontation between two parties who are trying to best the other either to death or submission. All right. That's a that's a good definition. Give me a better one. To take part in a violent struggle involving the exchange of physical blows or the use of weapons. Yeah, I'd say that, that I did a I did a decent job this time. All right, so it says to take part in a violent struggle involving the exchange of physical blows or the use of weapons. The use of weapons, I think, is what gives us any amount of an edge in regards to fighting a car. Yeah, especially, again, on the micro level of just one person versus one car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> we, we need something. All right, so uh, let's, let's look into some of the more... Uh, I don't know, specific examples that apply to this sort of situation. Do we have any examples of this media or any other media where just a regular person or people uh, fight cars? Out of any media, you said? Mm-hmm. The first one that comes to mind is Mean Girls. Uh, Regina gets blindsided by a bus and loses very badly. Now, I don't know if I can call that a fight. I'd call it a very short fight. I don't know. The bus started it and ended it in one move. (laughs) See, is that a fight, though? Because according to this definition, it's involving the exchange. Okay, well, 
I mean, technically, Reg- if you're going physics wise, she does hit the bus as hard as the bus hits her, but yeah, she never intended to. to. <laughs> Regina does strike the bus in a way with her body. But, yeah. Not necessarily uh, and, voluntarily. And I mean, you could go Great Gatsby if you wanted it to be specifically a car. Uh, See, again, that's could. an example of a car just hitting someone. Well, okay. Lucas, I mean, what I'm looking for is an example of a is an example of someone hitting a car. Okay, perhaps I've got, to explosion. I've got the the end of Baby Driver, where John Hamm is trying to hit fault in our stars star with his car and he shoots it a bunch and makes it go over the edge they okay. both get blows in they both get blows in yeah interesting what's interesting. that what's, what's that actor's name Famous actor. Elgort. thank you yep yeah cool uh so i'm just gonna go ahead and say i was i was thinking uh what about street fighter <laughs> okay but you know I know exactly what you're talking about. The bonus round, uh, like mini game in Street Fighter, in yes. which you go and just beat the snot out of. Is it specifically a cop car? Am I am I remembering that wrong? I think it's just, it just a regular a car? car. It's just a regular car. Mm-hmm. But see, that has the opposite issue. I don't know that the car gets any blows in. See, the reason I bring this up is because in a lot of the examples that we have that are obvious, even in reality. Most of the time, it's just a car hitting a person. Yes. But this is a fighting game in which a person fights slash beats up a car. So this is just supposed to be an example of a person using no weapons and just using physical blows to take down a car. Sometimes magical abilities like uh, Hadoukens and whatnot, but... Mm-hmm. Even the good old Hatakafriken. Sure, sure you can. I can name, I don't know, maybe one more. So let's move past that. All right. They just have like a shockwave, guile. I don't know a lot about Street Fighter. Whatever. (laughs) All right. So that is an example of people fighting cars. And some of them are technically regular humans. Yeah. Now let's analyze what that means. Ryu is supposed to be a regular human unless you count the demon form that he sometimes has. Of course. Obviously, so, everyone thought it, but immediately disqualified it all. So, mm-hmm. so go ahead. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about some good reasons to say that Ryu is definitely not, in fact, a regular person. Uh, all right. Ma- magical energy balls he shoots from his hands. Magical energy balls, things in general like that. And then we have uh, just general proportions. A long time ago, before they had, like, changed his statistics because they needed to because it was ridiculous, they had him at about five foot nine and 145 pounds. That's, wait, that's not enough. That's definitely not enough. But fortunately, they've changed it according to Capcom.Fandom.com. Now he is 187 pounds at five foot nine. That still doesn't really seem to add up to me, but like, I don't know enough about, I don't know, human proportions, I guess, to disprove it. So clearly this person is not human, because that's insane. All right. Now, are there any people that make a little bit more sense? Let's talk about Guile. All right. Guile, he can do the punch to a car till it explodes. He's, man, yeah, there's no other way to put it. Do you think that... A person with those general proportions in our world could do the same. Could they, in theory, punch a car until it explodes? I'm not going to say it's impossible because, I don't know, I don't think it is impossible. I don't think it's particularly likely. Hmm. I think if they spent much longer than the, like, I don't know, two-minute minigame, then yeah, Within the two minutes, I'm going to say definitively, no, they could not punch car till it explodes. All right. Let's say this fight is in a fairly closed, enclosed place. That's helpful. It is you versus a car. The car is trying to make very small turns because maybe at most 50 feet of space. You get a baseball bat. Okay. And you get five minutes. Do you think you can beat the car? 
I get five minutes to wail on it before it's in, he gets to start trying to murder me. It's trying to murder you the whole time. Oh, I'm trying to survive for five minutes. You're trying to fight this car. Whether or not your goal is to survive or blow up the car is up to you. Honest to God, me, Lucas, I think I would drop the bat because it would weigh me down and I don't have any illusions on doing much real damage. Maybe at most when it was coming towards me, I would throw it at the windshield because I don't think I would be in a position to swing it at any point without feeling like a car was about to murder me. Okay. I think my strategy would be to, are we, is the enclosed space we're in enclosed? Like there are walls on all sides? Yes. Okay. My strategy would be to try to get it to run into the walls. Never be out in the open would be my strategy. All right, so cling to the walls and Maybe. try and have it ram into you like El Matador? Yeah, sort, sort of El Matador-ish. Try to get it to try to dodge at the last minute. I would not be able to do this, but this is what I would try to do. Uh, so it would run into the wall and injure or even like disable itself if like I do a really good job. All right, so... Let's try and get this down to a, a situation in which you think you could beat the car. We can try, Batman. How small would the room have to be before you think you can beat up the car? The length of the car. Okay, so the car cannot move is yes. your supposition. <laughs> yes. Not even like, okay, what if the car was only able to move one foot? Mm, I mean, I would feel the smaller the room is, the better I feel. Like, All right, let's say 20 by 20 square foot. Like, again, that's better. I don't know how much difference it can make. I'm a single human being with a with a baseball bat. Just imagine this thing trying to turn, gain any amount of speed. Imagine me trying to hit a car with a baseball bat without dying. You know me. All right, then let's say you have, instead of a baseball bat, a small gun. Okay. I, I can delude myself enough to think that I can I could figure out a gun enough and fire a gun for the first time in my life to shoot a tire out. All right, so you think you can immobilize the car. Do you think you can explode the car? Do I still get the baseball bat too? Yes. And I mean, you know what? You also get some flint and steel. Sure, love it. We're talking... Like, 99 times out of 100, the car crushes me immediately. But I think there's a chance I can disable the car and then just beat it, beat it with the baseball bat until it explodes and probably takes me out, too. Okay. And is that in the 20 by 20 room? You know what? Sure. Okay. Huh. I think personally... This is going to be one of those situations where a person's way overestimating their ability. But I think in like a 30 by 30 room, if you give me a baseball bat, something to ignite a flame and a small gun, I feel like my chances are pretty good. Okay, man. We'll, Just we'll set like, this up next week. Imagining we'll that car it. turning... And like trying to get me with any amount of precision or getting any amount of speed up is strange. Like, I don't see it happening in that small of a space. Yeah, I mean, I get that. The car has some disadvantages there, but the car has to get you once, you know? I don't know. Like, there are some low-speed collisions where people are fine. And if you yeah. know how to tuck and roll properly, you can take a relatively slow hit reasonably well. Sure, but even if it, like, knocks you down and you're fine, like, that just sets up... You gotta spend time, like, getting up. The car has time to... I don't know, man. Car has to get you once, and then it sets it up to get you more times. Much easier. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Now, let's let's do a, a good old classic return to one of our earliest fight conversations in the entire show. What do we think good old Hafthor... Bjornsson's uh, chances are against a car in the same situation. Does he get the gun and the bat? Sure. I mean, obviously better than ours, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Robot robot car also probably can turn off its pain or something. Sure, but like, this dude is six foot nine 
and 414 pounds. Sure. Car average weight. Car weighs 2,871 pounds. So he weighs like a fifth of a car. Yes. I agree that maybe he'll get some swipes in, but I think it's foolish. I think the worst thing we can do when discussing the best way to defeat the cars when they inevitably rise up is to underestimate them, is to think, oh, we got this. We'll send half Thor in a tiny room with them with a baseball bat. He'll take care of it for us. We'll challenge them to one-on-one combat many, many times. <laughs> yes. And we, we, I almost said canonically as if the stuff we've said is its own canon, but we have discussed that there are many Many more of us than there are cars, so we can afford to lose some of those. But we I only think have one half Thor Bjornsson. No, yeah, we gotta we gotta use him. Either A, we've gotta send him in against the ones that we're scared about, or we gotta use him to wipe out all the weak cars, you know? I don't know which is the best use of him, like pure numbers or getting rid of the he- the heavy hitters, but... I'm thinking <laughs> that good old Hafthor Bjornsson is our retainer for trial by combat. If ever we need someone to step in and save the day to fight one-on-one a car, we send in him. Okay, that's fair. Now, I want to like get into the, the smaller details of who okay. can take on what and how would we have to do it. So Lucas, in a, let's say, 50 by 50 room, giving a lot of space for this car to move around. Uh-huh. You have, uh, like, just the baseball bat, and that's it. What is the smallest vehicle you think you could take on? Okay, let me think about it. Or I guess the biggest vehicle you think that you have a good chance yeah. against. Okay, because if it was smallest, I would have said roller skate or something <laughs> like that. But uh... A skateboard. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Go in there, smash the smash it in half. They do it all the time in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I don't know, man. It's not gonna be a big car, because even if I say like forklift, forklift can pick things up. Oh, forklift usually. will stab straight through you. Yeah, and they have those. If they if I drop the bat, they can pick it up. Yeah. And then where am I, Matt? If we're talking real world forklift, still probably gonna lose. If we're talking. Cars forklift, you don't have a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. I mean, the smoke jumpers also have specialized equipment. Oh, they're they're killing machines. Yeah, that that would not go well. Uh, I mean, the tractor cows. I don't know. That's that comes to the point where even I I would feel bad for beating a tractor cow to death, even if I felt like I could, which I'm not sure I can. Like, if you put me if in this exact same situation with just, like, a bull and a b- baseball bat, like, there are people who still, like, get gravely injured and die who, like, do this professionally in Spain. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting smaller and smaller, man. Okay, what about Luigi? He doesn't have anything special, but he could still hit me very hard. John, we haven't even considered their mouths. Luigi... Luigi does the does the have the fork? No, that's Guido. Uh, Luigi Gui- is. Oh his yes, yeah. The I, the tiny. Car. I was thinking it, and I was like, okay, I can't think of the other one's name who actually owns it, but it is Luigi that actually owns it. Yeah. All right. I mean, we're talking like I was sort of imagining just a our world possessed car, like maybe like a Christine situation. But hmm. okay, but if does we're Christine, ta- not have. Uh, psychokinetic powers no christine is is like i would not be able to take on christine christine can also self-heal and stuff uh Mm -hmm. i was just saying a a normal car that was trying to kill me but if we're talking cars versus cars which i mean that's what the podcast is so we should be they have big big mouths that can eat me also which is something we have to consider see you say that but because of the way the mouth is shaped, I imagine they're going to have a hard time unless you, like, stick something out or they, like, get a leg or an arm. I'd be more worried about their weird, freaky control of their very powerful, very large tongues. No, yeah, like, that's like also Lightning McQueen's very ability bad. to basically punch with his tongue. 
when does he do that? In the very I first movie, you. he wins the race by sticking yeah. his tongue out at lightning speed. Yeah, at racing levels. Okay, yeah. I don't love that. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a very control muscle they have, basically just something that could punch me very hard. I mean, and then I swing the bat on the at them and they grab the bat with their big, big teeth and crunch it up because, I don't know, maybe they eat metal. Who knows? That's only if they're fast enough. Yeah, it's, all, it's only if I'm fast enough that it doesn't happen, so I don't feel good about it. All right. Better chances, obviously, against one of the rusty cars, right? Yeah. All right. So it's a rusty car. Do we want to also make it a lemon? If we make it a lemon, we know they're going to be more willing to kill themselves while fighting you. <laughs> that is true. And again, are we assuming I have like, like in classic, like superhero forum fashion, have like bloodlust on or something? If we're talking bloodlust, the being a lemon willing to destroy your own body won't matter. But otherwise, it's always good to have bloodlust on both parties. Okay, so Lucas has bloodlust. Otherwise, he would feel, I don't know, man. I don't feel good about killing anything <laughs> or doing violence on anything. But, uh, oh gosh, I guess I would do okay against a car that had trouble running and was actively falling apart. Okay, so we're I... talking the uh, broken back character in good old... Yes, the one from Thunder Hollow, the, the Demolition Derby one, <laughs> just putters along at like two miles an hour. But what if I hit him in the right way and fix his back? That's been shown to happen. See, Lucas, <laughs> that was at a high speed impact from another car. I don't think either of us are strong enough to fix this creature's back. That's true. I'll say he's my ideal opponent in the Cars verse until I think of a. I mean, my ideal opponent in the Cars verse is like one of those uh, cardboard, cardboard plane birds. Okay. <laughs> but sentient people, he's my ideal opponent. All right. So here's a strange question: Do we think the average plane is going to be easier to kill? I mean, they've got spinning blades on them most of the time. Yes, but that also is their face and their ability to move. So if they try and hit you with it, it could break, which, sure, you're dead, but also they can no longer move. I mean, but that's like honeybee situation, but not as bad, you know? Like... <laughs> if if a bee were to sting you and lose its wings. <laughs> yeah, like, it's bad for the bee, but, like, I don't know if we're talking... It's one of us surviving. I think Dusty Crophopper would come and chop me up with his terrible, terrible face blades, and then I would be dead. That's an interesting point. And you mentioned earlier uh, the good old what if uh, it's a situation where there's, you know, more than one person because there are eight people to every car. So what if it's you and me versus Dusty Crophopper? If he kills one of us with his face blades, he's no longer going to be able to move. The other one can take him out. Does he have, like, we're still talking tiny room, so he doesn't have enough speed to or room to be able to fly. See, here's the thing. I don't know if we need that with a plane. If we give him the ability to fly, him being in the air isn't going to help him because he doesn't have any guns. The only way for him to hurt us is to fly down and hit us. And if he does that every single time, he'll be risking hitting the ground. Yeah, but that also gives him, like, a place where he's not worried about running into other stuff besides the ground. And, like, he can move faster, he's more maneuverable. Uh, and the biggest point with specifically Dusty being able to fly, I don't know what's in that crop dust. If he still has it during it, him dumping that on us wouldn't be good for us. I don't know that it would kill us, I don't know if it would blind us. I don't okay. know if it would really slow us down, but it wouldn't be good. Are we talking his actual fertilizer, which is just poop? Or are we talking his flame retardant? Neither would be good. I don't know. What if one of the ways he's trying to beat us ends up lighting us on fire and then he accidentally puts us out? Yeah, but I'm, I obviously I don't know how much force, like especially the flame retardant comes down with. I imagine, again, it would at least knock us down. If it's the water, we're doomed. It's going to yeah. crush us. But he's only got like one shot of it, right? But he got real good at it at the end. He's good at everything. He's got good aim with it now. True. But and it covers a large area. Yeah, 
but like if he can fly, he can hit one of us, come down and just crush crush us with his terrible terrible wheels and then go refill and find the other one. Okay. So, let's do this completely uh equal character-wise. Uh let's go for it's you and me and six other people. We got the Lizzes. Uh Oh no. <laughs> we got Half Thor Bjornsson. <laughs> We've so- got Mark Ruffalo for some reason. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then we need two more people. You come up with the next two. Okay, one of them is, I mean, former President Barack Obama. And then... Okay, we've got Barack Obama. <laughs> and then the other one is some guy named Steve Johnson from somewhere. Just a rando. Completely some guy rando. named Steve Johnson. Yes. All right. I have a proposal for Steve Johnson. Okay. He's 10 years old. <laughs> Oof. That way, that doesn't... we need to take care of him while we're fighting. So having eight of us isn't too much of an advantage, but also yeah. bloodlust. <laughs> Man, Steve Johnson with some bloodlust would be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Stevie John. Um, I don't know. My If we're talking pure, I want to survive this encounter with this terrible sentient plane. I would say, Half Thor, you got this, and then I would run into the woods. <laughs> All right. I would find a wooded area and stay there. I okay. would take Liz and you and Steve uh, and Lizzie and former President Barack Obama, and I would say, listen, Half Thor, you're the only one with a shot. you got to protect us, and hopefully he would feel obligated to do so. Also, Mark Ruffalo. I forgot Mark Ruffalo. Are we saying Mark Ruffalo also has a shot? No, Mark Ruffalo comes into the woods with us. i got to say, Lucas, uh, he's not... It's not actually the Hulk. No, I know. Mark Ruffalo comes into the woods on us with us. Okay. <laughs> All right. If Dusty gets the weapon, you know, his dunk tank, that means we also get weapons. What weapons make this more fair, but not too easy? I think that if every single person has a gun and there are eight of us and one Dusty Crop Hopper, he's losing. Like for sure. Maybe he'll get one or two of us, but we've got guns. He's going to lose. Okay. But to be fair, I've never fired a gun. Liz has never fired a gun. I don't know. I assume you've fired a gun, but I don't know about Lizzie. Steve Johnson is a wild card, which is bonkers. And I'll go ahead and assume Half Thor, Mark Ruffalo, and former President Barack Obama have fired a gun. All right. But like, that's at least three of us who aren't going to be that helpful against a flying opponent with a gun see i think that's perfectly fine because then you've got the three people who are less experienced with a gun can fan out and uh issue protection for stevie if he doesn't know how to use a gun and uh you guys can be kind of reserves kind of uh more distraction whereas the other people will be uh trying to shoot this thing down yeah but even with the gun like a hand, I'm assuming a handgun, right? Like like yes. a pistol. Okay. One shot to a plane, like you gotta be in the right spot for that to even really matter to the plane. Let's let's talk about this though. It's not a plane. It's it's got it's the squishy bit. Hopper. Yeah. It's got the squishy bit. It's got a tank that we can get rid of by shooting holes in. It can't carry water if it's holy. It, then it's holy water. Uh, I got it. You got there. And uh, also, let's talk about one of the biggest weaknesses we haven't talked about with cars. Their eyes are huge. Yeah? You know how easy it would be to shoot one of their eyes? Again, for me, almost impossible. But for an experienced marksman, probably not that hard. Like, I'm thinking if this guy is coming towards you at all, it's going to get easier and easier the closer he is, which you don't want him to be close, but like, it's still going to be easier and easier to shoot his eyes out. And then hopefully jump out of the way. Other than that, you can just shoot his wings, which are very large targets. And that's, of course, if he's close enough to you. If he's like 100 feet in the air, maybe not. Yeah, and I mean, again, a hole in the wings isn't good, but you need a lot for that to start like really, really hurting the plane. But I mean, with eight guns, it's maybe possible because I feel like I would like say who feels like they have the most experience with a gun and then give my gun to that person because like I don't I'm not gonna 
I am not going to be any more helpful with that gun than I am without it. And then, like, worst case scenario, we run out of bullets, and then Hathor can just throw the guns through the plane. Yes. Fully, all the way through it. Uh, and I mean, I'm still... Listen, it's going to take... It's going to take a lot for me to go on team. We can defeat the plane. Like, not at all, but, like, more times than the plane defeats us. But... Also, you get a shot right down its mouth. That can't be good for it, because that true. seems to be a direct portal to Squishy Land. And I don't know, I assume they don't want Squishies getting messed up. All right. Let's talk about a vehicle that is surprisingly easy to kill in this situation, and that is a helicopter. Okay, you're going to have to convince me on that one, but go ahead. If we're fighting a helicopter, think about how it's going to have to attack. It's going to have to use its blades, pretty much, or it's going to have to somehow crush us, which is going to be difficult for a helicopter. But then you get into the fact that a helicopter's blades, there are so many parts and so many fine, very specific parts that if anything goes wrong, it could be a catastrophic failure. So any amount of hitting those blades would probably kill us, unless we're using like a bat to hit it. But also any amount of hitting those blades it's going to take out its ability to fly. No, yeah, I've, I've seen some like spooky videos of how frail uh, a helicopter's blades can be. They don't like being stopped suddenly or like hit suddenly. Mm. I don't know, like on the back rotor, I feel like if we got a shot with the, with the aluminum bat on the back ro- rotor, we could maybe take out those blades. I don't feel confident saying a single shot from a aluminum bat would cripple a helicopter's like main <laughs> blades. But it wouldn't be good for it. True enough. And now, this is definitely completely untrue if we're talking about our favorite helicopter, good old Frederick Freddy Chops Chopopolis. Oh yeah, Freddy Chops has got it down. He's got a bunch of enhancements, if I remember right. He's got a grappling hook. Oh no, you're done. He's got the grappling hook and he's got something much better for killing. And that he's is got- his... Uh, shuriken right his shuriken blades that replace themselves yeah those those would be pretty bad i i I don't remember if i said this i remember flavoring it like they were extra back rotors so Mm -hmm. for your fan art for freddy chop uh frederick freddy chops chopopolis uh go ahead and like adjust that if you do any high combat scenes Mm -hmm. oh boy so that's very wonderful but let's Let's talk about something that I, I don't know how to talk about, really. Let's talk about okay. how uh, are we going to compare vehicles in real world versus vehicles in Cars World? Like, what do you mean? If we're fighting uh, a rusty old truck in this world with no Cars personality or thought, what, what do you what do you think is going to happen? We would do okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you give them the personality and the flexibility, and it's going to be much harder. Yes. So a regular plane versus Dusty Crop Hopper. How much better would your odds be? Just a, okay. How much better would my odds be if it was like not a a thinking creative being who could come up with sneaky ways to murder me? Who also happens to just be good at everything he's ever tried to do. Every single thing. He would be excellent at hunting us down for sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be better because... Uh, even, like, physically, they can do stuff that, you know, a normal plane could not shown by, like, the car's waddling and having mouths and eyes. True. But also, cars in the car's world feel pain and fear. I'm assuming bloodlust will get rid of the fear. I don't know if bloodlust gets rid of pain. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. But, I don't know, I have to assume they have a fairly high pain tolerance. Like, they have pain scaled for, like, they get in a wreck, and they're like, this hurt a lot. I mean, Dusty Uh, did have his skin burned off and also his heart explode, and he's fine. Yeah, so, like, I feel like the pain of being hit on their thick metal, like, outer shell with a baseball bat by a human with normal strength, like, it would hurt. But I think it would hurt of the level of, like, me punching you in the arm. Hmm, maybe. But at the same time... I am fleshy bit on the outside. If I get hit with a a punch from another fleshy bit, there's going to be a lot of like flexing and then rebounding. If it's aluminum baseball bat to probably aircraft grade aluminum wing, 
there's going to be permanent damage every time, right? Yeah. I think the permanent part of that damage is going to make it a lot more painful, right? And like if we get a, a small hit there, small hit here, it's probably going to add up to being a lot more distracting just based on the fact that the wounds don't go away. Yeah, but there are also like cars that drive around with permanent dents and damage. So, I mean, that could be like a chronic pain situation, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I kind of assume that unless it's like, I don't know, something stuck somewhere, the pain fades from like a dent pretty quick. Mm. Unless it's a dent that like specifically sticks into the squishy bit in a bad way, you know? Okay, that's fair. Surrounding the engine, which we have been, we have seen and doesn't have any squishy bit. Like, I still think it would, like, physically cause pain to them because we've seen, like, getting scraped by trees. Like, one of them went, ow, which is, like, super superficial damage. So they would still feel the pain. I just, I don't think it'd be that great. And I know I'm being a pessimist against our odds uh, versus the cars. But honestly, I'm just a pessimist against uh, <laughs> with our odds against the cars in general. I, I got that feeling. I definitely got the feeling that your your faith in humanity is... Uh, fighting not that great but uh, i don't know something about the fact that they have giant very visible easy to target eyes gives me hope in a fight no yeah that would fully be the best strategy go for the eyes maybe you could maybe do a classic if you're willing to sacrifice yourself go inside them and mess them up from there kind of situation that's like a common trope and and uh, things where there are big things that are big enough to eat other things. Mm-hmm. I do want to transition a little bit into like we've been talking about the micro of like one-on-one combat, and I do want to get into let's say tomorrow every every vehicle has been carified. Okay, and they want to overthrow us, and that I don't feel very good about. Do we think? that there's going to be an issue with the cars that we drive liking or hating us, depending on how well we have treated them. I think here and there, I think mostly we have to assume the cars want control and are willing to kill. Like there will be some cases of cars being like, "Uh, I don't, I don't really feel great about this or, but on like a large scale, they, they're ready for blood. Have you watched Rick and Morty? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so are we talking like a snowball situation? Snowball without the chance of, you know... I want to keep my owner as a pet because that's what it was to me, but also he was a good owner? Yeah, just because the end result. Like, I'm saying it's the beginning of the cars verse, and we don't see no humans in the cars verse. So I think we have to assume the humans get got. Okay, so the humans get got because... The cars want us to get got. Yeah. All right. Can I tell you why I don't feel good about our chances? Because whoever wakes up first, if it's the car, they're going to just run into the house and crush us. I mean, yes, that is not great. But think about the military. You mean that one city that's just a bunch of tanks? Yeah. The military, when it comes down to it's mostly vehicle based. Like, the people are, of course, important to the military, but, like, I don't know, man, not having a single battleship to all of the battleships have gone rogue, all of the fighter jets, all of the tanks and the Humvees, I'm not even confident saying the missiles would be on our side. I don't know that either way. I'm not going to say it either way, but I don't know. All right, that's got me... Got me thinking about it because uh, you were saying not even maybe the missiles, but what if in my mind it was more of a what about the drones? Yeah, the drone. <laughs> I don't like. I'm saying even humanity's last ditch of hey, we nuke a bunch of places, we take out a lot of people, but we take out a lot of cars. I don't know that the nukes would be on our side because we've seen rockets have sentience and. Obviously, there's a difference between a rocket and a missile, but I don't know that it's big enough that the missiles wouldn't be sentient. I feel like the missiles wouldn't be sentient because a missile is essentially like a very large, complicated bullet, and bullets in this universe have in no way been shown to have sentience. They're just in guns and used by 
cars. So I'm going to guess that the missiles are not sentient. Okay. But that doesn't mean that we have the missiles, because a lot of tanks are going to have the missiles. Yeah, and a lot of nuclear submarines will immediately have the missiles. Like, there are missile silos, but there are a lot of nukes kept in subs. All right. I feel like, for the most part, any, like, high population area is going to be safe from nuclear warfare. Because, for the most part, everywhere there's a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of cars. And they're not going to blow up their own cars. Is that fair? Yeah, but I I think that does... I mean, that's uh, mutually assured destruction. You know, the the humans won't fire because they'll kill all the humans. The cars won't fire because they'll they'll kill all the cars. But I mean, that that all that does is take out you know our best weapon against the cars when the cars have most of our other weapons already taken from have already taken most of our other weapons from us. Okay, so if you think about it, there are a lot of tanks in that tank city. We don't see that many tanks in cars. I think this discussion points to the fact that even though the cars won the war, we did take out a lot of their military. No, I full I do fully agree with that. Like we would as a like as a civilization as a people would be able to take out a good portion of their numbers of just like we again we still have the people of the military. They still have, you know, rocket launchers and stuff and humans could band together and take out some of the cars but then again the humans becoming in groups is a very good opportunity for other cars so maybe we shouldn't do that who knows so i've just had a thought go for it all right so who typically owns the really nice sports cars my first thought was bad people (laughs) rich people rich old white people synonymous huh go ahead okay so who typically owns really crummy cars you know poor people all right younger poorer people yeah all right so not to have too strong of a false equivalence but i would say that typically that would mean that the people who are most physically like prepared for a tough fight are gonna be the people who have the easier fight Because the people with the older, more decrepit, dying cars to fight are going to be the people that are probably tougher, more physically capable people. So I'm just going to say it. If this whole thing happens, if this goes down and the humans do win, I think the cars might just eat the rich for us. Yeah, I was going to say proletariat might just get a a freebie, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the bourgeois. So... I'm not saying it would be a good thing to happen, but maybe it wouldn't only be a bad thing. Yeah, you know. Wealth redistribution through being overthrown by cars. Through car rev- through car evolution, you know? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful and perfect. I, I don't really have a, a counterpoint. I agree mostly with your counterpoint. It also take out a lot of the police state. And the military. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. The extremely armored, very good for taking on and hitting people type vehicles that cops have. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Hmm. And, like, the positive, like, I guess, small amount of praise you can do for the police is that even though I disagree with them being hyper-militarized and having all of the guns and armor and whatnot... I mean, that's going to give them the best reason to fight against the cars first. Yeah, that they would be the front lines and or the sacrificial lamb. So. Definitely both. And then climate, if we win, climate change, it's not solved, certainly, but in a lot of ways, it will have been made very suddenly much worse, probably through, you know, big, big explosions, etc., uh, and then a lot better when we yeah. don't use cars for a long time. I don't know ever again. Like, not from a we can't rebuild standpoint, from a why would we build them again? Why would we risk the cars trying to overthrow us again? Huh. So would yeah. we return to using horses? I mean, no, we said bikes would be deer. That's a shame. 
I mean, we just figured a lot, a lot of people just figured out how to work from home, you know? Maybe we just commute a lot less. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, then there's like, I mean, one thing that has benefited from this whole pandemic has been Amazon, and that would just destroy Amazon. You know, at this point, we already talked about taking out the bourgeois. If Bezbos gets... Uh, if he doesn't die in the Carvolution, then I wouldn't mind him taking a hit to the bottom line. I mean, Bezbos is a pretty fit dude, but at the same yeah, but time... but you know he owns like 20 cars. He's going to be like the world's first trillionaire, so also maybe that should not... Yeah, he's got... He, I don't know, obviously, but you know he owns like 30 cars and a private jet, etc., I don't think Bezbos is making it out. Good point. But he also does have like a million people to just throw under his literal buses. Yeah, but I think at that point, most people would, I hope most people would be like, maybe I don't really need to worry that much about losing my job right now and should worry about not being killed by cars, killed by robot cars. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. One of Jeff Bezos's cheapest cars is the Ferrari Pininfarina Sergio. And uh, it's it looks like it's just meant to impale people. <laughs> That's not great. Then his second one, or his second favorite car, I don't know. His second one is like super rounded out. So I feel like you get hit by that when you're fine. But boy, howdy, there's like six cars on this extremely expensive car list of his. And a lot of them could easily kill him. Easily. Yeah. This is, you know what, I just found a fun fact from the ad on the side of the wiki page uh, that I have open to do later. All right. Well, Mike Tyson's is Mike Tyson is going to fight a shark for Shark Week. That's it. What? I knew he was like getting back into fighting, but is he going to start with a shark? Apparently, he's going to be underwater. I don't I don't feel like looking up any more information about that. It's probably going to be, you know, pretty boring. The sh- shark's don't, won't naturally want to fight him. He'll punch it in the nose once, and he'll be like, I didn't like that, I'm going to go away. But yeah, it, it sounds mostly like it's just going to be some animal abuse, but still, that's such a weird situation. Yeah, it felt vaguely similar to what we were talking about, so I thought I'd bring it up. All right, so do we think that uh, Mike Tyson's going to be good in the Car Wars? He's past his prime, uh, but he would sure, be better he than could, me. He could still punch a hole through a person. No, yeah. He could he could mess up a car if given if he got the drop on a car. I mean, car. I still think car would probably win. Car is a big th- thing that runs into you real hard, but mm-hmm. car wouldn't come out unscathed. Let's let's talk about the whole. Uh, what about if it's like a smart car? We think he's gonna punch out the windows first, and then since it's blind, he's gonna have a good shot. I mean, yeah, the the best shot you have is always to blind the car and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, he gets the drop on it. He cracks the windshield real bad. I don't know what that does to the car exactly in the car's verse. In the car's verse, that that definitely like temporarily blinds, if not permanently. Yeah, I would say temporarily, uh, at least for the duration of most of the fight. But you mm-hmm. may have to get more and like you'd have to get a good crack to blind them completely like somewhere in the middle and like a devastating one, like a single hit on the side of the windshield, which is where you'd be able to reach most easily, Mm -hmm. won't blind the other side of the eye necessarily. All right, so a a smart car has a curb weight of under 2,000 pounds. Okay. So that means good old half Thor is more than a fifth of that car's weight. Okay, sure. One of these things runs into him. As we were just talking about, it's going to give a solid crack into that windshield, right? Because there's not much space, but it's a smart car. It's stunted very intentionally. Do we think that running into Half Thor is going to blind a car, a smart car? I I just Googled how much does a deer weigh, which like oftentimes, like a big, big deer weighs like 400 pounds. This is what it's saying. Like, Mm -hmm. so I mean... Yeah, if a deer's going to mess up your car pretty bad from hitting that, hitting Half Thor will too. Yeah, I will say Half Thor does not have giant bone protrusions. Yeah, but hitting like a female deer also messes up your car very badly usually. True. And uh, this is probably going to be a not very fun fact of the day. 
a good a piece of advice for what to do when you're about to hit a deer is do not swerve, do not try to stop, just hit it. Yeah, I've this was so so long ago, but I heard you should try to slow down a little bit, but right before you you get there, you should speed back up a little bit because it picks your nose up mm. and that makes the deer less likely to roll over your car, which yeah. is the bat what makes bad bad deer accidents happen mm -hmm. and uh trying to swerve can cause the body to be more catastrophic it could cause you to veer off the road there's just a lot of danger to it so that's your not very fun fact of the day you gotta hit that deer with some strong percentage of the speed that you currently have yeah but it's good advice probably do your own research also yep <laughs> for sure yeah have I done the wiki quote yet? No, I said I was going to. I'm going to do that now of the week. Uh, give me that. I already beat you to it of the week. Whatever. Uh, this week, uh, we are going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash Lucas. I don't know. I was looking up military characters, and uh, Lucas is one of the planes that dies in the weird World War II flashback. Okay, okay. The coincidences are pretty beautiful. I love it. Yeah, that's literally it. I'm in the cars first, but I died in the 1940s <laughs> as a plane. Oh, no. I'm not happy about it. Okay. Here's one called Just John. Uh, I, I found one that's not, doesn't have a last name, so we can't disprove that it's you. So you uh, and I are both in these movies. Good to know already. Yeah, John is a dark blue and black car residing in Paris. Oh, yeah, he's sort of like a Luigi car. Heck yeah. Oh, he's oh, his scene is he's kissing, I don't know, another car named Nancy. So, oh, no. Yeah, don't let Lizzie hear that. She'll Carmi be happy is a about cheater. Him. That's no good. Oh, yeah, I think they're on like the fame. Yeah, they're on the lock bridge kissing in a short scene in Cars 2. I do not remember the lock bridge being in that that film. I don't remember most of that film. I'll come right out and say. Okay. Outside of the big beats we have to remember about, like, I don't know, cars blowing up other cars. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Bruce Campbell was in it. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> it's important. For it reasons. is. Yeah, he got blowed up real bad. Hmm. Dang. Gotta watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. <laughs> You've seen it twice. I've seen it once. And it's like a fifth of the movies that we do the podcast about. <laughs> okay. With a gun. Sure. Who do you think would be the easiest to kill? My vote is that good old tanker from Planes. Yeah, he's got a bunch of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my my. if not that, it would be, again, like the cardboard plane bird <laughs> that is seen for half a second in Planes 2. Uh, so again, sentient Probably something like that that carries a lot of flammable stuff with them at all times. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know how different this is, but let's say instead of the cars rising up, they have the jump on us and also take away all our vehicles. What if we, a rift opens up, the cars don't know about it, we have control of all our vehicles, we go to them. So I we Pacific like Rim them? Yes, we do a full-on interdimensional invasion at full strength. I think we decimate them if at full strength. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. We, we just send in a bunch of nukes through that portal, and then we send in some people with some hazmat suits to clean up the wreckage. Yeah, and even without the nukes, like if we just had to go full-on, like we send our boats against their boats, etc., like, we would sustain heavy losses, but I think we would win. Yeah, we, we've got a great chance, at least. If we, if we get the drop on them, it's just one EMP might mm. kill them. Yeah, or at least disable them to the point that, like, like, even if they still got their waddle and stuff, they can't, you know, they're not creatures who can move it sometimes, like, hundreds of miles per hour. And if we're talking, like, motivation, you know we're going there just to steal all the oil. They, could probably, they have to have so much of it. Mm -hmm. But I will also say our best chance against them is to start working on a time machine now. So we go to the future, we wipe them out. That doesn't stop them. No, we go to the future right when they re they become sentient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's our best chance. 
that one doubles humanity's size in a really weird paradoxical way but if the younger version dies that also takes out the older version i assume oh man that's a lot of layers to consider and if the younger version dies and the older version dies that means any of the damage that had been done by the older version would have been undone Ooh, man but then if the if they did if our vehicles are still working they uh a battleship destroys its old version of itself it's gone yep yep huh okay so we use them their future bodies as shields because if they attack us while we're in them they cease to have existed. Yeah. So they can't hurt us as long as we're in a vehicle. Or they can, but it would mean a sacrifice play, which who knows what the morality of these cars are. <laughs> so we are going to send this tape to the U.S. government uh, and to the other governments of the world. We don't want them to be left, uh, you know, out in the cold when the car evolution happens. Uh It is our official recommendation that you start working on time travel now. And the good news is we're only recommending traveling into the future, so we're good. Yeah. Because if we travel into the future, that's like far more theoretically possible. Yeah, like some paradoxes are still like we just talked about, you know, killing the older version of you would still be able to kill you. And that's not great, but who knows? You know, we don't know until we try, so we got to start trying now. You don't Uh, know until you know. Yeah, so you can read the rest in our report. Uh, We are also going to release this to the general public. It is important that they know. So, But you still owe us uh, billions of dollars for this incredibly valuable information. Not you, the listener, unless you, the listener, are are a government. Yes. Uh, We will accept payment in the form of receiving Amazon, the company. Yes, which we would redistribute. Uh, at least like 80% of it, because I still would love to be a billionaire. And yes, you heard me right. If we were to re- redistribute Amazon, uh, 80% of it, the two of us would still be billionaires. That's factually what a trillionaire means. He's not even there yet, but still he's so far from a just standard one billionaire. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, go ahead and give us Amazon and we'll go from there. Uh, but if you don't have the power to give us Amazon, uh, I assume you're a normal listener because anyone, any government could give us Amazon at any time. They just don't want to. Yeah, because uh, they're cowards. Yeah, this is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much for listening. Uh, it was very cool of you to do. I hope you feel a bit more prepared for the coming Carvolution stay together stay indoors i guess it would be harder for most cars to get to you there Mm -hmm. and remember you don't have to reload a baseball bat it's true gosh it's true i was gonna say chainsaw but you do have to reload that with like gasoline or whatever powers it so Mm -hmm. baseball bat sword who knows uh (laughs) but anyway if you want to give us suggestions of things to talk about you can do that We need stuff for our various series we do, like Origin Stories, where we talk about movies that could be prequels to Cars, uh, moments in history, (laughs) where we talk about, you know, moments in our history that would just be wild if there were Cars, Mm -hmm. and just general suggestions. We like talking about stuff that you guys want us to talk about, so send us those. I haven't said where yet, I've just realized, so you can do that uh, on our Twitter which is at the Kachat. Uh, you can either tweet them at us uh, or DM us. I just realized that that hadn't been true until this week. I had our DMs closed, <laughs> but they're open now. So you can DM us without us needing to follow you back. Uh, or you, you can email us at the at gmail.com. John, please talk. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Thank you for listening. And uh, remember to spread the good news about the car revolution. Uh, The good news, of course, not being that it's happening, but that we can prepare for it and that we can make it through this, these these tough times. You do also need to spread the bad news that it is coming. It's it's sort of a package deal. Well, you don't need to spread that. I think everyone generally knows. Fair. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, for all of you uh, people who, like me, love really cool, silly swords that are very impractical. I just want to point out that if you use a buster sword against a smart car, you might just win. So until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer.
Man, it would be cool if if you use a Buster Sword against a smart car, you just might win. That felt like a sign-off. It's not, but it could have been. Yep, it could have been. Bye. Bye.